This is Punk Rock and Politics, and today is March 28th, 2017, and this is episode number 16. Let's do this. These days are strange, it's true. I would bomb the shit out of them. If you think that punk rock doesn't mix with politics, you're wrong. Welcome to Punk Rock and Politics. Today we're talking to Sean Embry Stein about his new music project called The Artificial Spring. And then we'll address mass incarceration, the private prison industry, and what we can do to fix this social problem. Then on Open Mic's Last Call, we'll talk about the podcast and ask you, yes you, our audience, for some advice. So let's get to the political mosh pit. But first, here's the news of the week. Here's what's making news. Is to join the rest of the industrialized world and guarantee health care to all people. A study released from the libertarian think tank the Cato Institute found that immigrants without legal status were half as likely to be incarcerated as people born in the U.S., while those with legal status were about one-third as likely to be incarcerated. And in other immigration news, Attorney General Jeff Sessions announced Monday actions will be directed towards sanctuary cities. Such moves include withholding federal grants for sanctuary cities and states, as well as diversity future grants from the sanctuary cities and states. I strongly urge our nation's states and cities and counties to consider carefully the harm they are doing to their citizens by refusing to enforce our immigration laws and to rethink these policies. Such policies make their cities and states less safe. Public safety as well as national security are at stake and put them at risk of losing federal dollars. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders said during a town hall Saturday that he plans on introducing a Medicare for All bill within a couple of weeks. This due all after the failure of the Republicans' American Health Care Act. The bill that was defeated should have been defeated. It was a disastrous piece of legislation primarily designed to provide $300 billion in tax breaks to the top 2%, throwing 24 million people off of health insurance, raising premiums for older workers in a very, very significant way. It was defeated. The American people wanted it defeated. And I'm glad that we're able to accomplish that. Now, as you indicated, of course, Obamacare has serious problems. Deductibles are too high. Premiums are too high. The cost of health care is going up at a much faster rate than it should. Ideally, what, where we should be going is to join the rest of the industrialized world and guarantee health care to all people. And that's why I'm going to introduce a Medicare for all single payer program. Short term, this is what we can do. The real life human cyborg Darth Cheney left the Death Star to pay Earth a visit and join in on the national soap opera that is the Russian interference with the 2016 election. There was a very serious effort made by Mr. Putin and uh, his, uh, his government and his organization to interfere in major ways with our basic fundamental democratic processes. 
In some quarters, that would be considered an act of war. Even though he's not in office, he can still try and incite more wars. Today, Trump will sign an executive order that will roll back former President Obama's climate record. The executive order will force regulators to rewrite key rules set up to curb U.S. carbon emissions in favor of creating American jobs, as well as lifting a moratorium on federal coal leasing. And on this day in rock history, March 28th, 1958, Buddy Holly kicked off the first night of a 43-date tour at the Brooklyn Paramount Theater in Brooklyn, New York. The show also featured Jerry Lee Lewis, Chuck Berry, The Diamonds, and many more. And that's the news of the week! Anyone who's an avid listener of the Punk Rock and Politics podcast knows I like to throw change-ups every now and again. You know, playing music that no one would expect, and this week happens to be one of those occasions. Although Artificial Spring may be softer and slightly more poppy than what we're used to here in the political mosh pit, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't have them on and give their music a chance. Artificial Spring is a catchy laid-back piano-pop duo with Sean Embry Stein as lead pianist and vocals. They are located in Los Angeles, California, producing pop tunes that focus on key instrument sounds, and the songs are fun and the vocal melodies are super catchy. Everything I like in music. I was able to talk to Sean about Artificial Spring, but first, let's check out one of their songs. So this is Aaron, Don't Stop the Music by Artificial Spring.
music, I guess we'll never dance to it again. And that was Aaron, Don't Stop the Music by Artificial Spring. And I have Sean here uh, to talk about the band and join us here with Bonkark and Politics. What's up, Sean? Hey, Michael. How are you? Good, good. How are you? And uh, thanks for joining us here on Punk Rock and Politics. I'm doing great. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the band's made up of uh, it's you and Jordan, correct? Yeah, Jordan Silver. As of now, um, we're still we're hoping to add some more members uh eventually down the road but that's what we got right now you're a two-piece right now cool and uh what exactly uh do you do you is just your uh singing and what what instruments do you both of you play because piano um yeah i play piano mm-hmm. and she plays guitar okay uh she also sings um i actually when i did most of the recording i hadn't met her yet so it's just me on the recordings for now but um you know she she'll be singing and also will be on future Oh, okay. So you're going to well. be adding uh, her, so female vocals to your uh, new music going forward. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, I think that actually your your music, I think that would be a really good addition to it. I think it would click very well. Yeah. I mean, we've been rehearsing and uh, it definitely, I think it, it's a good fit. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. That's always fun. Definitely. Well, well people will have to um, look out for that. So how long have you guys been playing together? Um, I think we met in September, so we've been sort of slowly just rehearsing and, uh, you know, learning each other's Yeah, still, still and, all fresh, you know. And learning. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So how long have you been, um, have you been doing the music under the name Artificial Spring then before you uh, had got Jordan on board? Yeah, um, I sort of just, I, I was looking to for an outlet sort of for my own songwriting. I've been playing in, in other bands um, for the past two or three years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I always consider myself to be a songwriter um, more than just a, a, you know, arranger or musician. Um, and so I just, I kept writing songs and I was like, you know, I, I don't want to wait and I just want to uh, start recording them and, and start, start this, thing rolling so i just started uh recording and and making songs sort of as a side project and then um it's sort of now i'm i'm looking to sort of take it to the next next level to where it is now and it's still evolving as exactly uh, yeah it's it's nowhere near so all all the songs we've been hearing um these you wrote and record all these songs yourself then uh yeah i yeah Cool. It's it's pretty much all just me on my my computer, and then I go to a studio to do the vocals uh, because I don't have a a good enough space in my apartment to, yeah. to get the vocals. 
drums yeah drums and vocals are pretty tricky yeah. nowadays it, you could do anything else at home you know in your boxers oh yeah like two at, at 2 a.m you know um totally. but drums and vocals those are still uh kind of tough to do well cool um definitely looking forward to some of the new things that uh jordan will add uh, we have to say jordan she wasn't able to join us because she works for i i uh, apple or something so but yeah she works for apple yeah so we don't she does wanna... some like on-air stuff for them so it's sort of a, a conflict yeah. i guess for and we are here. on yeah and we're, we're on itunes so we don't want to make apple <laughs> we don't want to make apple mad that's what, no so. we wouldn't want that yeah so definitely everyone go check that out so Cool. Well, um, let's check out when, where are you guys actually located? Um, I'm located in, in Silver Lake. Mm -hmm. So Los Angeles area, uh, Jordan lives in Laurel Canyon. So oh, not okay. Too much. So the band's out of Los Angeles, Southern California. Yeah. So you guys definitely. are over in my neck of the woods. So that means I yeah. gotta, I gotta come out to show sometime and come do yeah, a, totally. uh, a concert. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Hey, keep me, keep me in touch. I'll got, I'll have to come out and do a uh, concert episode. I got some new equipment. So now oh, I can really? go. Yeah. So now I can go mobile. So I'm super excited. So that's awesome <laughs> yeah 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 so i'm stoked man so um well let's hear one more song by artificial spring and then we'll come back and talk some punk rock and politics so here's um i've found it to be true by artificial spring i don't really even know why i've been waiting for so long didn't want to seem weak but it takes a strong man
So that was I Found It To Be True by Artificial Spring, and Sean is still here with us, and he is ready to go into the political mosh pit. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about some mass incarceration first, and um, that's a really big issue right now. Have you seen... <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I really shouldn't throw this out there, but I'm going to... Have you seen the documentary uh, The 13th on Netflix? I have, actually. That Good. was... Part of the reason I wanted to talk about this because I had just seen it when when uh, awesome. We so many people it. have been recommending that to me. I heard it's based off a. Of, it's the new Jim Crow. Um, yeah, which right? is a great book as mm-hmm. well, yeah. which I had to read in in college. No, so. it's a great book. It was, definitely. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about that movie. I mean, I haven't seen it. Um, uh, tell us about the movie and kind of let's go from there. Yeah, I mean, it it sort of starts off with just you know, some statistics about mass incarceration uh, and, you know, how United States has 5% of the world's population and 25% of the world's incarcerated population. Yes. Yep. So it's a lot different here, the way we deal with with criminals um, and the criminal justice system. Uh, it's, it seems to be a lot different in, in the United States. So it sort of starts off with that and then it sort of takes you back to the beginning of this country and the Constitution, and that's what the name is. The the 13th is named after the 13th Amendment. Amendment, right. Mm-hmm. And which is interesting because it's it's uh, the 13th Amendment is is known for as sort of this great thing that like freed the slaves and yes. ended all of this horribleness, but points out that there's a, a little clause in there that is actually the basis for sort of all the things that stacked on top of that to get us to where we are today. Um, and it's the part where it says that, you know, slavery is, is basically illegal, but not when um, it's at, at, as punishment for a crime. Yeah. So it's like sort of this little, this little caveat, like, Hey, no slavery, unless you arrest them first. And then once you're convicted, <laughs> you're basically, you can, you're slave labor essentially so inside these, um, private prisons basically yeah and and sort of takes you through like the different manifestations that this uh you know that have happened all throughout history through like uh convict leasing um to all the way to the the war on drugs and mass incarceration um so and then it sort of gets it goes into a little bit more detail at the end about sort of the current situation and and how we how we got to where we have Mm-hmm. Uh, some serious inequities and injustices going on. Yeah, uh, and and uh, um, one of my real passionate issues is mental health, and um, oh yeah, know, and that uh, that whole world. We basically in the eighties, we just opened up we all the institutions. We just closed them all down and put everyone from which you know the institutions were horrible because we were lobotomizing people and we were you know shutting. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, they. They didn't know what they were doing. No, it was but. horrible. And we were doing individual <laughs> isolation. I mean, the, the institutions were horrible. But then they were like, okay, let's just put everyone into the community and do community integration, you know, service, which mm-hmm. isn't for everyone. Some people can't function even if they're in a town home or a, a group home in a community. So we need the community integration as well as the... Um, the you know the facility but the problem is now that we don't have the facility to house these mentally challenged people they're ending up in prison correct yeah they end up homeless and then it's sometimes Mm -hmm. even better to be in prison and so then they go to prison and 
one of the big problems with our prison system is that there's absolutely no treatment for people with mental health issues once they're in prison. Yes. And so it just gets worse. And then even when, you know, say they serve their time, then they get out. I mean, nothing is better. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not ready to go back into society. They haven't been helped at all. And they're labeled now, you know, a criminal. Yeah, no, it's and they don't you know, they have they don't have the same rights as other people. I mean, that's one of the one of the things that uh, I don't think it really gets enough attention is the fact that, you know, we we talk about civil rights for everyone. And then as soon as you are convicted of a felony, you you know, you don't have the right to vote anymore. Yes. In a lot of states. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. And well, some states you can get it overturned, uh, but that's nearly impossible. Yeah, it's, but, I mean, yeah. and and how many people in that situation are struggling to? Oh, they don't care. They're not going to do that. It's so much work. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, you're right. Why? Why? I even think why do we not allow people who are in prison not to vote? I mean, really, yeah, just because they're in prison, point. they can't vote? Why not? I mean, oh, okay, they're a criminal. Well, how many people are voting who aren't in prison who are criminals? <laughs> I think that actually brings us to a another interesting point in when it comes to private prisons. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and, and what's what the current administration has just done when they're saying that they're going to, you know, open the doors t- to use more private prisons. And basically, they're going to these are going to be policies that affect people that have absolutely no voice in what the government does yeah. because they don't have a vote. Yeah. You know, and so then you're putting all these people into private prisons. Who's going to hold the prisons accountable the only people that can do that is the government, and the government is, you know, established by people that aren't going to have anything to do with this. The people you know? who own shares to those private prison uh, exactly. industries, they're going in and out of the government. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. The lobbyists and um, whatnot. So, yeah, there, there's going to be no change. The only change will come from people, but then you can't, it's illegal to, um, you know, to actually protest a corporation. I mean, you know, we've been seeing this a lot lately. Well, the way that you protest a corporation normally well, is yeah, by it, boycotting. It, or, how do you boycott a, a, a prison? That's what that, it, exactly. It yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's why we should, there should be a law or, or a, a constitutional amendment saying prisons have to be run by the government, you know, uh, not for profit. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be a start. <laughs> well, I, I mean that's the people. only the logical thing I could. I'm sure there's a lot more that needs to be done, but I think that would be um, th- that's Even if needed. You just, if you allow people to have a voice that are in prison about what the prisons are like, mm. yeah, you know, then then maybe we would have politicians that would feel like, hey, you know what, I want to go after the vote of people that are in prison. Yeah. Yeah. And by that, I'm going to hold the prison companies accountable. But that's not going to happen because no. those people don't have a voice. Yeah, they're and they're stigmatized. Yeah. Know? Like all criminals, so it, they're stigmatized. Once you're in prison, they're... So, I mean, how do you go out and convince someone, you know, we need to give people in prison a right to voice their right? How do you do That's the challenge. That? I yeah. mean, because nobody cares about criminals yeah, because... Yeah. Because they see them as criminals, and, and that's kind of the thing that you have to change. Is you have to, you know, the people, those of us that that can, you know, that do have a voice. Like we have to speak up for those people because they can't. And and that is, I think, you know, kind of why I wanted to talk about this is because, um, you know, it is going to take 
you know, other people, they, they're not going to be able to stick up for themselves, really. Yeah. So no, that's so, yeah, that's such a great talking about it. Yeah, that's such a great point. Um, I was really excited when you did mention the subject because you're right. It does need a lot more um, attention. And since that documentary just came out, more people are talking about it. Actually, in um, in Arizona, I always go back to because I lived in Arizona for a while. I don't know if you're familiar, but there's actually a, a tent city where Sheriff Joe Arpaio, he was the sheriff of Maricopa County. He had a... Um, a prison or jail and it was all tents you know and out in arizona oh, you're wow. out there yeah and it's 120 degree weather some days out in these tents um and the people who go to tent city aren't even criminals and rapists and murders they're people who got duis or people who are shoplifting the second time or you know uh drug addicts you know people who either it's minor offenses or they need some sort of mental or addiction help. They don't belong in a prison, let alone a goddamn tent in the desert. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. And that guy, Sheriff Joe, he won election after election for, I don't know, 20, 30 years. This last November, he lost, like, thankfully. Um, but yeah, that's going on. That's in Red State, Arizona, Maricopa County, like Phoenix. But that kind of stuff, that's an extreme, the tent city and the mm -hmm. heat. But, I mean, that is going on all across America, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and I do think there is a lot that can be done um, on, like, a local level, just, you know, with, with local elections and local politicians. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, some, you know, like a, a presidential mm -hmm. policy where the president says, like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. You know, if you just if you just get some changes even on the local level, like within the communities that are, you know, have the biggest problems with crime. I think, I think that some, some progress could be made. Yeah. But again, it goes back to the fact that a lot of these people aren't able to vote because they're ex convicts. So the people that know the most about these issues and have the most at stake aren't able to, to voice their, their opinions and in a lot in of, any sort of meaningful way in a lot of prisons a lot of people i mean they have to go into um uh, isolation or they won't be able to get visitors so a lot of times they'll almost be uh cut off from even voicing their opinion to someone who can even get it out to the press yeah i mean i mean yeah solitary confinement is a whole issue mm -hmm. yeah within within the prison system exactly it's horrible it's like I've heard um, some reports on that and just the things that it does to your site, it will it, make you insane. Oh, yeah. yeah. I and, mean, it's it should be a form of cruel and, and unusual punishment, in yeah. my opinion. Mm -hmm. But uh, like, but even with one thing on the presidential thing, I think you're totally right. We can't just sit back and wait for the president or higher power to come down and strike a law, you know, or an amendment. That, especially especially with the current administration. However, we do have to I, – I, I uh, criticize Obama a lot, but I do have to give him a big um, congratulations or thank you to he uh, passed in law well, – I think it was like a million um, minor nonviolent drug offenders free. Um, yeah. Before he left. So, I mean, that was a huge deal and a big step. And he was the first president to actually visit a prison. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. that isn't <laughs> that crazy? He's the it first. It is pretty that, crazy. Oh, my God. You would think like, oh, man, you think like FDR or, you know, someone. But, yeah, they yeah. just don't give a shit because they can't vote. For, for Why waste your time? I think. 
huh? I think it's the first sitting president, so it's not like those people never. Oh yeah, okay, maybe they. But he did it, it while he was in office, which is you know he's got a lot of things to uh, worry about, and he's taking time out to do that. So he, I, he gets credit for that. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, and also since there are prison systems that are you know ran by the county, and then you have your uh, state prisons, so um, there's definitely different fighting we could do at each level and that's another problem with the lobbyists how much money is going into the lobbyists that we the people who don't have millions of dollars to spend we have to do extra work and be extra loud in order to fight the big money in politics yeah that's that's a big problem as well i mean that's part of this most recent action that they've taken about the private prisons is the private prison industry donates to campaigns and so you know if you they donate to the trump campaign and then that they institute this policy like who do you think is going to benefit from that exactly exactly and um it's it's just like a fee a cycle that feeds in in itself and um i i just don't i don't see uh what really too is gonna um get people to change but i guess the documentary on netflix is a good start and people talking about it another big issue with this is people who were convicted um, served 20, 30 years, and now DNA evidence, circumstantial evidence, comes out and proves that they were they were innocent. Yeah, I mean, and I'll, you know, there's a lot of people. I think there's a lot of people in prison that are are actually innocent, but for whatever reason, they were either uh, you know forced to confess because mm. you know most of these people, if they can't afford a lawyer, yeah. then they have to have a public defender, and public defenders are overworked and don't have time to like really go to a trial and have a fair trial. So they they encourage their clients to take like plea bargains. Yes, and uh-huh. they are you know what I I have no idea what these people are talking about, but if I say I did it, I get to go home and I just plead guilty, or I get to go home in in three years, you know, or try to fight just, it and risk ten and risk twenty five years. years yep, you know mm-hmm. exactly. That's t- so, yeah. And if you don't have a good lawyer that actually thinks they can win or or even wants to fight it, you're just going to take the plea bargain, and yeah. that's how a lot of these people. Pretty much most of the public defenders, yeah, like you said, they tell them to just take the plea bargain because they don't, they don't, they're overworked. They don't want to do it. It's way too much work for them. So it almost comes back to um, the Constitution. Everyone's supposed to have uh, representation. It's like, are they really legally, are they really getting representation (laughs) under the law? Yeah, I mean, everyone has a right to a lawyer and then there's public defenders, but it is not, it's not equal at all. I mean, you can, having money can can get you out of a lot of stuff and a lot of for a a great example um the recent case with the affluenza i think it was called the one that one kid he didn't he um run someone over or something but he he was convicted for murder but then he was let off and the judge said that he was so rich and so entitled that he didn't understand the consequences of what he was about to do or what he did (sighs) So we actually, yeah, he actually got, oh man, I gotta, I gotta search that up. But yeah, it's the, uh, the affluenza case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that also is, I don't know if I know if I read about that specific one, but there was that one, that like uh kid that was convicted of rape at Stanford and then yeah, he, yeah. That's uh, it was like, swimmers, like, oh, he was, yeah, like that is the same type of thing. Uh-huh. Like then, if yeah. that was, if that conviction went down in a, to somebody in a little bit of a different situation, I, I highly doubt that, uh would have gotten off with no, whatever of course. probation you, or whatever he had. You have people, like I was saying, you have people who were cleared from 20 years ago 
for doing the same exact thing that he did. But they, you know, now they're clear, you know, people have been serving 20, 30 years for the same mm-hmm. exact thing he did. Yeah. So, yeah, the the law is definitely not there. And I think it's just so easy to say out of sight, out of mind for a lot of um, uh, a lot of people who aren't directly affected by this. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't affect yeah. most of us. I mean, I, I personally am not affected by this, but. I mean, that's what makes it all the more important that people that aren't affected exactly actually speak about it because the the um the people who do need a voice the most, they absolutely have no voice. Um, and even if they are a criminal, a horrible person, you know, uh, they at least deserve some sort of humane treatment. And then the people who aren't criminals, we need to get them help that they deserve. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know where, where we go from here. What would you make some recommendations that, um, you know, what would some thoughts or recommendations that you got from this that you'd uh, advise people to check out? Um, I mean, there's just so many things that, that need to change. It's, it's not a, you know, there's not one policy that can fix. And, And that's one of the things that I actually watching that movie, really hit me is that like this isn't really a partisan issue and it's not an issue of there not being people out there that want to do to help or make things better mm-hmm. um i mean the movie which w- big surprise to me was that it had a lot of uh quotes from from uh newt gingrich of all people mm-hmm. yeah, you know going yeah. on there and talking about how you know it was a huge mistake that they in the 80s made the punishment for uh crack cocaine to be so much more intense than the punishment for regular mm-hmm. cocaine which they just changed only a few yeah. years ago yeah <laughs> but i mean he was up there saying you know well, that's, we that's made a big mistake and you know give him props we for trying. saying that yeah and he says we weren't we were actually trying to help because we were concerned about this drug that was on the streets in mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. these inner city neighborhoods and we wanted to get rid of it and we wanted to help so that's the thing i think a lot of people miss is that it's not that people don't that there's not people on both sides of the aisle that, that want to make things better. But it's all about just, it's about educating yourselves about the actual issue and, and, you know, trying things out and figuring out what types of things can actually help. And, you know, there's no, I don't know exactly what the exact policy changes that would, yeah. that would fix this and how the fastest way to, to do that would be. But, well, yeah. you know, it's got to keep trying. Oh, definitely. And, you know, yeah, like you said, there's so many different issues. So, um, usually what I found is, uh, the more you look into the, an issue, the more, like once you look into corruption, you find, oh, wow, the government's corrupt because of all these issues. Look into one of those issues and then you find so many aspects of that issue, um, mm-hmm. and things like you're saying, there's so many different, um, parts. So maybe if someone's really passionate about a specific, um, aspect of the prison industry, bring more attention to that or, do something you know small and then if everyone we all do something it's you know it's power power of the people and this new internet age i think that it's it's possible that we can actually enact change all of us individually we can be more powerful than the big money because we have this power of the internet well for now yeah. hopefully it's pow- <laughs> definitely a, a powerful organizing tool that mm-hmm. can help help make a difference yeah it it Uh, creates a lot of noise but it's also a very powerful tool when used correctly yeah yeah i just think you know focusing on one issue like a lot of there's a lot of attention on like police brutality and police discrimination and Mm -hmm. that is a very big part of of our problem especially when it comes to the the racial disparities of our incarcerated population i think i 
I read today that forty uh, percent of the incarcerated population is is black people oh, versus twelve yeah. percent of the of the total population. Yeah, twelve. And then yeah. white people are only thirty nine percent. So there's more people, more black people in prison than white people, even though white people are sixty four percent of the population and black people are twelve. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, mean, it's anyone kind of oh, yeah, that, like there's obviously an issue there. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, people that don't want to hear that information or they don't want to, you know, tackle that problem. They'll just deflect it onto something else. That's also true. You know, they'll say, yeah, but these communities are, you know, they're, they yeah. really are mm-hmm. killing each other, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes, that is also an issue. That's almost more of a symptom rather than the cause of this Yeah, problem. I mean, it's, it's everything. Like, yep. these, are issue, these are all things that need, to, need more attention. And so, but it doesn't do any good to, like, to just deflect to, like, mm. that is the bigger problem. Like, that's mm. the, really the problem. And, or... This yeah. is really the problem. It, it's you know, it's it's a complex issue that has a lot of different things that need to be addressed, sort of all at the same time, really. Yeah. Well, deflecting and scapegoating that seems to be kind of um, America's policy over the past you know year. Whether both sides, I mean, both everyone on both sides. Um, yeah. We don't want to actually talk about the issues and about how to solve these problems. We just want to, you know blame some group or some people and i mean even um i totally sim- i totally agree with black lives matter and what they're bringing to the discussion mm-hmm. and you know i think the the advent of um video cameras and facebook live and all of this has brought attention to it that would never been paid attention to by the average person because they had no idea what was going on um, Absolutely. But, yeah, but then you also have to look at it from the other perspective, the police perspective. Like, who the hell would want to be a, like a, a cop? Like, I saw a video <laughs> of some cop was called sure. to go play. Like, uh, some it had to been some evil old lady called the cop to go yell at kids because they were playing basketball, and it was like light outside. So he pulled up talk to him and then you know and then he started playing basketball with the kids you know and then he yeah. just and then he's like later and he like left and let him get playing basketball. i was like dude that's a cool cop and see and it's like <laughs> every you know i like i think a lot of problems are there's a lot of problems with the police um you know whole situation but it sucks because all police are painted so bad and i'm like dude who'd want to do that job you don't get paid anything you have to do like riot yeah. patrol and but then there are people who want to do it because they're driven to that power, you know, and then that's that's kind of the wrong people we want in those positions. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of the problem is and, you know, it's just a few there's a few bad cops that do bad things. And then mm-hmm. it, it unfortunately, it does reflect badly on on everyone in that entire profession. And I mean, that's just an issue that we're that we have to deal with. I, I just hate when people, you know, they they want to just deflect that or they they say, you know, like, let's just disregard these horrible things that certain cops are doing because, you know, mm-hmm. most cops are great. So, yeah. like, there's no problem. It's just a couple. I mean, it, okay, but it is a problem. You or know, people are getting killed. So yeah. let's recognize simultaneously that uh, most cops are good. You can be pro-cop and also think that black lives <laughs> yeah. matter. I yeah. mean, it's not a conflict of interest. And, and too many people want to make it into a conflict it, of interest. Oh, yes. On both sides. On both sides. They it's, want it's to. not like people want to. You know, people say all lives matter in in response to black lives matter i mean that just 
that it is yeah, that's definitely that's definitely like, yeah that definitely pisses <laughs> me off too because it's like well you know if a house is burning down you don't say well all houses matter it's like no you attend <laughs> yeah. to the house that's burning down i um, like that analogy yeah. yeah you know so it really it really or you don't go to a what a, i heard another you don't go to a breast cancer rally with like all cancer matters you know <laughs> you don't do that kind of shit dude it's like yeah. they're bringing up a, a a reasonable grievance in society like let's let them hear it out saying all lives matter just it just brings more like fuel to the fire that is our public discourse right now yeah Yeah. it's just it's just people wanting to to not listen and not learn anything and Mm -hmm. just it's it's easy to say i mean no one's going to disagree with all lives matter yeah right but no one can disagree with black lives matter either because Mm -hmm. i mean they do matter it's just completely in <laughs> context and how it's framed, you know, is yeah. um, what it really comes down to. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what uh, what happens in the coming the coming months with the Trump administration and the prison industrial complex. Hopefully um, some more local and state governments will step it up. But I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. One thing I want to tell you about prison reform before we before we go is um, mm-hmm. in Texas is was one of the they passed some of the most comprehensive prison reform um, laws. A few uh, of the mayors and whatnot in in Texas and council members. They're also are, um, congressional members. They're meeting cool. up with a lot. Yeah, a lot of Republicans in Texas. Um, yeah yeah because they because how you get the republicans is by it being fiscally irresponsible you know because it is fiscally we could house these people in other ways and actually fix their problem fix their abuse drug abuse problem or their mental health problem and we could save money um maybe get them back in society so that's how i think a lot of the conservatives see it and the liberals see it as compassion you know we want to help people yeah, I mean, I think I think it's both. I mean, well, it is both, but I'm just saying how you how you you know do you know how you got it? You got to talk to conservatives one way. You got to talk to liberals a different way. We can get to the same point of view, but they just see the world differently. At least yeah. that's what I've noticed in my my time totally. here. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Hey. if we can if we can help people and save money at the same time, I think that's a that's a win win. Yeah, exactly, and that's why you said that it's a bipartisan issue and it is and there are politicians who are on both sides of this doing this so yeah i i think the, the biggest problem that i see is just that you know a lot of the conservatives their answer to the problem is is to privatize the prisons because they think mm. that, that private companies can do a better job of everything yeah and, yeah yeah and, uh, you know i just i think that in some cases that that may be true that private companies are, are more efficient oh, of course at least in some money. cases yeah Definitely. But but not with I just it's hard for me to see how the the incentives line up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, when, yeah. <laughs> if it's based on profit, mm-hmm. how does that? Yeah. Prison help? like prison, <laughs> healthcare, education. Uh, you know, when it's profit driven, those industries, it doesn't really work out too well. <laughs> I, that's, that's the way I see it, at least. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hey, man, Sean, thanks for coming on uh, Punk Rock and Politics. You definitely brought a new um, spin and a new topic here to the show, and that's always welcomed. And we really enjoyed hearing your music by Artificial Spring, and we're looking forward to hearing the new and evolved <laughs> music coming up in the future with uh, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for, for having me on. I had a, had a good time. Definitely. So um, before we head out, uh, can you tell everyone who's listening how they could check out your music um, and everything online? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got a, a full-length album that's out right now. You can get it on iTunes, on uh, Amazon, really anywhere that sells music on Spotify. It's, you can stream it for free. And it's also all on SoundCloud, too. So Nice. Um, nice. Got it on Spotify. Yeah. I love me some <laughs> Spotify. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, my buddy got me addicted, and I I just I have no downloads on my phone. I just use Spotify. It's it's. Bad. I think that's the direction that that uh music yeah. industry is going. Yeah, I try to do that, especially because I mean, even though it's pennies, the band does get something. So I, yeah, yeah, it's better than nothing, I guess. So yeah, go check out Artificial Spring on Spotify or anywhere online. But we're gonna check out one more by Artificial Spring. Here's I Told You So.
None of this is a surprise to all your friends. I hope you understand why we're concerned. We do you crash and burn. I hope you realize none of this is a surprise to all your friends. Right, that was our official spring. Um, like to thank Sean again for coming on Punk Rock and Politics. It was good to have him. Um, yeah, so let's get to open mic last call or open mic's last call, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So, all right, well, today we're not really going to talk about politics, we're more going to just talk about the podcast, you know, um, and where's it going and you know, ideas for it. So, uh, first of all, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, I've noticed the numbers are ticking up on the podcast um, stats and everything, so it's really cool. We're getting listeners from the UK and uh, uh, Sweden, you know, of course, a lot from US, all over the US. So I'd like to say hello to our listeners over in the UK. Um, that's awesome. I'll have to um, start covering some more UK stories and stuff. I, I, I actually watched um some parliament uh i think it was when they were debating the uk uh the parliament it was when they were debating about having trump there and it was just uh hilarious <laughs> um it's so much more entertaining than watching the senate i, I was watching the uh you know the house confirmation or the house confirmation uh hearings on when they were talking about just the other a few days ago about the uh, health care bill, you know, they, they argued about that thing for what, four or five hours, I think two days in a row. And then they're like, eh, we're not even going to vote on it. <laughs> like, oh, it's pointless, but it was kind of boring. I mean, it's all right. Each person gets up there, says their thing. But um, UK Parliament, it's hilarious. They get up and yell at each other and, they, you know, and then who agrees? They say, aye, aye. And yeah, it's really... <laughs> it's really awesome so yeah so what's up everyone over the pond um thanks for listening checking out punk rock and politics um like i said it, we'll have to cover more stuff over in the new in the uk uh, especially now that brexit's coming up there, there's gonna be a lot of interesting stuff so maybe if we have a band uh or if i could find um some bands over there we could feature um them on punk rock politics and we can kind of talk about some um you know U uk uh the eu and uk and the brexit and uh you know everything that's going on in there because really interesting uh theresa may and you know uh the whole boris johnson um and everything with the brexit and and then of course my hero i really like jeremy corbyn so yeah it's i i, I would love to uh delve more into that so all right, so uh, what I want to just kind of talk about today is I, I just wanted to improve the podcast, keep improving it. I, I feel like we've gotten a lot of the kinks, uh, audio kinks worked out. I think I feel like the audio is sounding a lot better, um, which definitely 
lets people hear the uh, interview better and lets you enjoy and actually get the content and hear the music. So I feel like a lot of the hardware software issues are kind of out of the way for now um, until I upgrade and I'm sure I'll run into a million problems again. (laughs) But for now, I think it's sounding good. So um, I want to improve the content now that I have the system going. So, and I, you know, I could do whatever the hell I want to do. I'm kind of doing that, but I would like to get uh, everyone else's opinion who's listening to this if you guys have ideas or shine a light on an issue we're not talking about or I have no idea that's going on I would I would really like that so um, if you want to get a hold of us you can go to uh, the website it's michaeltco.com slash punk rock and politics or you could just uh, search punk rock and politics we're on Facebook and then you can find the website through there um, or you can email us, I say at the end of the show all the time, it's just punk rock and then and Andy, uh, politics at gmail.com. Shoot me an email, let me know if there's any bands or uh, if, if anything, um, an issue we want us to talk about. Also, we have a Twitter handle, we're on Twitter, um, it's at PRP underscore politics. Um, so yeah, follow us over there. We always tweet out the shows when there's updates. Uh, usually I add the band's song a few days before we actually put out the episode. So you'll, you know, I mean, you can kind of get as a, a hint or a secret little, um, thing about what band's going to be featured a few days before I upload the episode. So that's kind of cool. Um, and like I said, I want to get more feedback from you, the listeners, um, about how we can improve the show and everything. So yeah, anything we could do to make it better, let us know. And there's a survey on the website, <laughs> which I, I put it on there, um, you know, just for fun. And then I, I ended up taking it myself and it's like, asks you like a million questions. How much money do you make? You know, where do you live? What's your social security number? <laughs> Not social security number, but pretty much everything else. Um, it's kind of a little intrusive. So if you don't want to fill out all the stuff, that's kind of like your, you know, your income and all that, but don't do it. But if, if you can go fill out, there's uh, other parts on the survey that's really cool you know uh how you think the audio quality is what you can we can improve on the show um content you want to hear uh there's all this it's really good survey but yeah like i said there's a lot of questions so you don't have to answer them all but anything you could go on the survey on the website and do that would really help help us out here to improve the show and yeah, like I said, any band ideas, uh, send them over. We really would like to uh, find some more bands. Um, tweet us and let us know what's up. So I hope everyone's really like enjoying the podcast so far. I know last time I did this, I said I'm totally enjoying this. I am. I'm digging it a lot. We have a lot more awesome bands coming up. I can't wait to show everyone. And yeah. So thanks for sticking around, punk rock and politics. We'll check you next week. Peace. Next week on Punk Rock and Politics, Michael talks to Reagan Yu. They don't want anyone to have any knowledge. They want to separate us from ourselves, separate us from each other, and butcher truth.
Thanks for checking out Punk Rock and Politics. If you enjoyed the show and the information brought to you, please subscribe and share the podcast. It helps us here at Punk Rock and Politics, but more importantly, it helps the featured bands gain exposure. Also, if you know any bands or musicians who would like to join the political mosh pit and have their music featured on the Punk Rock and Politics podcast, please email us at punkrockandpolitics at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. And rock on, political junkies. I think our all our society is run by insane people for insane objects and objectives. Doing a better job of talking to each other. The left hand now knows what the right hand is doing. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? And he referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you.